Hello and welcome to The Donfather, a family podcast about a confused football club. I am your host, Nick, and tonight with me, who do we have? You've got me, got Laura, just mm. the two of us. Just the, the two of us. We can make it if we try. I don't think they need to listen to us singing. No. The Don Fathers, two of the Don Fathers, three children. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. I've got a hot cup of tea here, so hopefully that doesn't interrupt the uh, podcasting this evening. Why would your hot cup of tea interrupt the podcasting? Well, if I take my first sip and it's too hot, you know, you get a bit of slurpy and a bit of tongue burn. It's never pleasant. Nobody wants to listen to that. No. That is quite possibly the worst sound ever, actually. Slurping or tongue burn? Um, Slurping. So it's as good as Matthew yawning on the pod. Or clicking his pen. Yes, I love that. I love a bit of Matthew clicking his pen. Yeah, it's my favourite. I thought Kin was supposed to be on the pod tonight. Kin doesn't even listen to the pod, as we discovered last week. Kin's not even real. Actually, he did say last week that he was going to be on the pod. Oh, well. All talk. Sucks to be him. All go, no show. Is that what I I want to say? I don't know. All show, no go. No, all go, no show. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, he talks a big game. All sizzle, all sizzle, no sausage. That's right. Talks a big game for a little person, but when it comes down to it, hey, hey, he hey! I think that's the pot calling the kettle black, there, mate. He's taller than you. Yeah, but like relative. What do you mean, rel- about- yeah, relative to you, he's taller. Yes. 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 But you know, packs a punch. It doesn't matter. We can say whatever we want because he doesn't listen, and so it will make zero difference. Mm, mm, interesting. Yes. So I'm a little bit confused because I've just seen that uh, Patrick Cripps has been offered two weeks for his high bump and concussion of Calamachi, <coughs> which in fact is the same two weeks that Dylan Shield got for accidentally hitting someone in the head and not concussing them. And in fact, the same two weeks that Zach Merritt got for punching someone in a tackle. Cripps left the ground and knocked out his opponent. How he didn't get four weeks, I will never know. That is very clearly the AFL Carlton finals discount coming in. And I don't mean that Carlton gets special treatment. I mean that uh, same as Cochin getting to play in the 2017 grand final. They don't want a situation where Carlton plays its first final in a lot of years. Um and not have Patrick Cripps available for it. I just hate the inconsistency with the MRO. I just hate how they decide their uh, their punishments for uh, promotion of the game. Uh, it's That should have been at least three weeks. He left the ground, hit someone high, knocked them out. That person is now concussed, and yet he only gets two weeks. And that Tom's, guy will miss two weeks, yeah? He'll miss 12 Tom's days. Ju- Tom Tom Stewart got, yeah. So I actually didn't see the Patrick Cripps incident. Um, But yeah, Tom Stewart got four weeks. And if someone's missing with a concussion, like, Mm. yeah, there's just no consistency. Should have been three. I think Tom Stewart's was worse, but Cripps should have been three. Yeah, but it's, you know, Carlton. Mm. So anyway. Do you know what? I actually think, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the eight. I'd love it if they don't make the eight. And do you know what I love? All of the Carlton supporters, i.e. one of my employees that was talking a big game um, halfway through the season, 
now talking about, oh, no, but the umpires were against us on the weekend and, oh, the injuries. It's like, mate, mm. you're just shit. You can't have it both ways. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anyway, this is not a podcast about the Carlton Football Club. Or your employees. No, no, it's not. Let's so, talk about the rabble that is the Essendon Football Club. Well, let's start with our best and most exciting segment. How good is Massimo? Massimo is amazing. But to be honest, I think he did an excellent job as the medical sub on the weekend. He sat mm. on that bench particularly well. Mm. Um, yeah, he's great. He's amazing. What, what kind of sub would he be if you bought him at Subway? Surely he's a meatball sub. That is <laughs> racist. Um, well, like my go-to sub is usually turkey and ham. I definitely don't think he's a turkey and ham. Do you mean like what sub is he going to eat or what would he be if he was a sub? No. Because they're he, two very different If questions. he was a Subway, what would he be? Do you know, actually, do you know what he would be? He would not be a meatball sub. What would I reckon he, be? he would be a chicken fillet. A chicken fillet? Why would it be yeah. a chicken fillet? Because who doesn't love a chicken fillet sub? It's like that thing that you get that, like, you think is kind of healthy, but it's not. But it tastes really good. It's definitely got not little bit, little bit of spice, um, some chicken, some crumbs. Like he'd be. A what salad fillet. would he have? I reckon he would be all the salads except for jalapeno and onion, extra mm. olives, extra mm. olives, and a bit of mayonnaise. Actually, I'm just giving you my Subway order, to be honest. I think he would be a foot-long meatball sub. You just told me I was racist for calling him a meatball sub. You were racist, but I'm not being racist because I'm Italian. I'm also Italian. (laughs) I came out of the same parents that you came out of. And he would be on Italian herb and cheese bread. Oh, can you get any more bloody racist and stereotypical right now? And and the only salad that would be in that sub is basil leaves and mozzarella. Mozzarella is not a salad. It is when you're Italian. You idiot! Oh, and, so hang on. I and, it, and and it would be toasted as well. Always. Maybe, and it would have some garlic butter, like a garlic bread. Oh, yum. That is the most racist thing ever. Like, you've just picked out every cliche. You may as well add olives into that. Nah, every no cliched um, Italian topping you can get at Subway. Nah, check your privilege, mate. You check your privilege. Do you know what he definitely wouldn't be? What's wheat that? bread. Because who the hell gets wheat bread? Nah, he's definitely Italian herb and cheese. You don't think he's a wrap? In fact, if I was Subway, I'd get onto this. Nah, he's definitely not a wrap. He's, he's a foot long. I, um,. I would be releasing in the coming weeks the Massimo sub. And it's exactly what I said it was. Meatball, basil, mozzarella, Italian herb and cheese, toasted. Beautiful. And, and you know, it actually come in a combo. And the combo it would come with is a shot of black coffee. An espresso? Yep. I like it. The, the other option that he could be would be a um, salami. You know the pizza sub where it's like salami and cheese? And just yeah. a bit of tomato and olives and baby spinach mm. on a foot sounds, long, obviously Italian herb and cheese. It's amazing. Have you ever had it? No. Do I? 
what things do I eat that come out of a deli? Well, yeah, exactly. So don't knock it till you try it because that sub is amazing. It's gross. It's gross. But anyway. I really hope was... parents don't listen to this because like every week we just liken him to a different food. They're Italian. It's We couldn't give a higher compliment. Next week's segment, what kind of pizza would it be? Hey, 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 hey. You just let me do the hosting, mate. You just provide the insight. All right, I will. Um, so Massimo, is that good? Best sub of all time. Best how many, sub of all time. How many subs has been your maximum subs that you've eaten in one sitting? Like, I don't even think I can do a foot long. You've never done more than a foot long? Never. A foot long is a struggle for me. No, mate, you, you're weak. You... Maybe back I'm in ashamed. the days when I was like massively hefty, I could have done it. I'm ashamed. Sorry. Me and, me and Leon once did three foot longs in one sitting. Three each. each? Yep. Are you serious? Yeah, Leon can attest to this. He doesn't listen I, to this podcast. But... Leon doesn't even live in this country. No, but you, um, you, you can ask him. I will ask him. I can't, literally, foot long is pushing it. Yeah, we did three. We were so hungry that day, but we were kind of full for about two days. What about that time you guys ate? What were you eating off the floor at school? What, when we were three? No, you were at least six. I can't even remember. You and Leon used to eat. Like, you guys could eat. Yeah, we were good eaters. I think it was popcorn. And then Mrs. Matizzi came over and, like, told you off because she busted you eating popcorn off the floor at school. It was good popcorn. I didn't want it to go to waste. No, Food wastage. Not. It's bad for the environment. I think that the floor, that the ground, it was the outside ground. It wasn't even the floor. Mm. Gross. Disgusting. Anywho. Dis- disgusting. Anyway, that's our How Good Is Massimo segment. Um, yeah. Should we just jump straight into it? Should we tell you, I don't know. The, no, we should take a break. I've, I've lined up a, a, a banger tune. Oh, I can't really, wait to hear what it is. That really sums up our performance, but... Why don't we take a little bit of a break and then when we come back, we can jump into the likes and dislikes of this performance. Sounds good. Saturday, 6th of August... 2.10pm, traditional time slot. Essendon, I actually thought the traditional was 2.20, but anyway. It's definitely 2.10. Sorry. Uh, Essendon versus GWH Giants in that horrible stadium that they call Giant Stadium, or is it called a Hancock Stadium or some other rubbish name? Anyway, it's orange. It's stupid. I hate it. I hate them. Um, I've got a like from this game. Mm-hmm. Red Sharon. Yep. I've got another like. I don't think you're going to like it, but I've got a like. The GWS theme song. Oh, get out. Quite possibly the best theme song in the AFL. Nah. It just makes me want to, like, walk around with the drum and beat it. And be like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
Um, Doesn't it like get you up and about? I remember no. when they made the grand final, my favorite part of grand final week was just hearing that song on repeat. Mm, nah, nah. The only the only good theme song is the Essendon theme song. Mm, I beg to differ, but anyway. Mm, I, not that we hear anyway. it ever. Exactly. I'll give you an um, actual like. I think the it. only one of the of the week. Matt Guelphy, career high, four goals. Mm, yeah, he uh he had a good game, didn't he? Yep, he, he did. He, I think he's a player of the round. Yeah, he's coming into his own. Um, I really like him as a small forward. I think he's doing yeah, a great job. I like his pressure acts. I like his goal kicking. Four goals, one. He could have kicked five. Mm. Um, I think he's going to be a really handy cog in this team. I think when we get some uh, small forward reinforcements, I think we're going to see really quite some more really, really good performances out of Golfie. If he gets a little wingman, like um, let's assume Junior Davey or Tex Wanganine come along and are able to play some consistent senior footy, I think uh, Guelphie is a nice little foil to have in that forward line. I, I really like what he does. I like his hardness. I like his attack on the contest. I like his tackling. And I like that he finishes. Mm, I agree. I agree. And I really like, because, you know, the last couple of years, he's sort of been in and out of the team a little bit. I like that he's finding his place in the team, getting yeah, some consistent games. I think he's suffered from the curse of Mr. Fixit in that he can sort of play in any non-key position, um, position, non-key mm. position, position. There you go. Mm. Um, and so he's been a bit of a, a stopgap or a plug, and I think that um, is a bit of an issue around can be an issue around poor football clubs like ours, in that you don't have designated role players, and so you kind of get your good player that can play anywhere. Instead of settling them in a position, you kind of send them all over the shop. Mm. Um, and I really liked it. This year, he's settled as a small forward. Mm. Um, is he as good as Waller? No, he doesn't have that magic of Waller, um, but he's he's all hard work and I like it. And he's on the park. Mm, that's right. That's right. He's not retired. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Um, Probably so, where my likes end, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm not far off that. Um, I really liked Ben Hobbs. Ben Hobbs's game. Uh, mm. He's just he's just performing week in, yeah. week out. Um, he's actually getting the job done as, you know, as a first-year player with no expectations, I'm really liking the way he goes about the football. His football, I really like his attack on the contest. I like his clearance work. I like his clean hands. And he also knows how to finish a goal. So... Mm. Really he's such a good player. I yeah. I really hope he doesn't go have those second year blues. Yeah, I um, I also hope for this. I I think we've got a real player there. I think mm. our core. We've said it in a number of weeks. Our core of sort of twenty five and below is really solid, especially that young talent sort of twenty two and below, twenty one, twenty two and below. We've we've drafted really well over the last couple of years, and the group is in really good hands as long as they can develop them as long as we get mm. a coach that knows how to coach and we can develop the players i think our list will be very strong in in a couple of years mm. yeah let's hope they continue to develop and things go according to plan mm. um question tell me what did you think of snelling's game uh because I, I was kind of like in and out of 
of watching. We had a few little small people mm. at home while we were watching. And I just felt like, and I um, I think I heard something on the radio that kind of were commending him on the game, but I actually feel like he had a pretty, I won't say terrible game, but not a good one. Um, I feel like there were a lot of turnovers from him. Um, <coughs> I don't, he's nowhere near his best. Um, he looks a little lost in my opinion. Like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to write this year off for Snelling. Uh, he missed a lot of football with injury. I'm just happy for him to get games and get some match fitness up. I mean, he's, he's been looking better each week, but certainly not to the same, uh, really clever delivery into forward line tackling pressure that we've seen in, in past years. And I think he's just, he just missed too much football with his calf injury Mm. and his re-injury. So I thought he was okay. Um, not, not incredible, but you know our season's done. Just let him get. Fit yeah, in. I feel like um, when I was watching him, that he would like in previous years, like really go in with the hard tackles and really like chase and get in. But I felt like yesterday I was sort of watching him like kind of skirt around the contest a little bit rather than really getting stuck in. But that I could think have maybe been just there's a role few- change or. Or maybe the pace of the game is just a little bit ahead of him at the moment because yeah. um, because of his fitness. Um, but like I say, I'm I'm more I'd be more willing to judge him next year after he's had a hopefully a full preseason um, mm. rather than this year. Yeah. <coughs> Can we talk about Jake Stringer for a second? I was just going to say Jake Stringer. Yes, let's talk about him. You go. So a couple of bits of vision have emerged, and certainly this was my feeling while watching the game. Um, I think he he was at his best last year when he was being a team player. And we've seen over the last couple of weeks that he is trying to influence games himself, mm. trying to win the game himself when he could probably take the better option. This mm. was something that we saw early in Dusty's career. When, to me, when Dusty really took the next step, it's when he started bringing other players into the game. And... I think Stringer needs to find that again. Um, Can you talk me through the vision that's emerged? Because I haven't seen it. <clears throat> well, just with his last shot on goal that he missed, there was he was on the boundary line and he was facing inside and then he decided to turn onto the boundary line and have a shot when there was about four or five free Essendon players inside 50 that he could hit any one of them very easily, like legitimately free. There was no giants around them and they're mm-hmm. standing sort of spaced appropriately. Like they've set up really well. Yeah. Um, he could have hit any one of them and they would have had a, a straight shot on goal. And instead he went for, went for a shot. Um, and this has happened a few times this season. Yeah. I've, um, I've noticed that like he's tried to be a bit fancy rather than just like passing it off. Like he'll try and spin out of a tackle or, you know, when he, when he could just pass it. He's tried to do the flashy thing and it's ended up either in a turnover or a missed goal or or something yeah. like that. And like you certainly need those players that are going to do those team lifting goals and, and do those things. But I think when he's coming back from fitness, he tries to do that too much mm. to influence the game. Whereas last year when he was really fit, his natural game he was getting more of the football and those moments happen I think he's trying to force those moments a little bit at the moment yeah it does um, it does look like he's trying to create them when they're not there rather than just going with the flow of the game definitely yeah. and and the other thing I was going to say about Stringer as well is that like the difference between 
Like there's no in-between, right? He either has a game where he has zero impact or he has a game where he kicks like five goals or the winning goal, but there's like no in-between. And I feel like we just want a consistent performer week in, week out. Like he's, you either don't see him or he's everywhere. Yeah, and I think that's a fitness thing. And every club sort of needs those players that are that are the difference at at the pointy end of the game or the pointy end of the season. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm I'm happy for Stringer to be that player as long as the rest of the group can can carry his down times. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, just some poor discipline there, which which I was disappointed with, and I'm sure the coaches are addressing with him, and I'm sure uh, that's something they'll they'll be looking at over the coming weeks and months yeah. as they enjoy their off-season because they're not playing finals. In two weeks, we're going to have some off-season time, hey? Mm, mm. Let's talk about um, Shield. Like, I think it was very – there was a big hole in the midfield without Shield there. And there I has think, been the last two weeks, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, earlier in the season, well, obviously his form's been talked about a lot – but earlier in the season, it was almost like it was detrimental having him there. I wouldn't go that far, but you know what I mean. Mm. And now I, I feel like Shield was probably the difference for us yesterday. Uh, no, I think I think there are. I, I see what you're saying. I, I definitely agree. I think we're missing him, and we've missed him the last two weeks. We've been smashed in clearances the last two weeks, um, <clears throat> and we haven't been able to create scoring chains or link ups or anything like that. Um, I don't think he was the difference on Saturday. I think mm. um, I think he made a difference, certainly at the coalface, but I don't think him alone turns around that putrid performance that we put in. They just, I think, were back to um, earlier in the season looking like there was no real cohesiveness, no real plan. They just all looked a little bit lost. That was our worst performance since the bye by yeah. a long way. That yeah. was an early season performance, um, which was really, really disappointing given that we looked like we'd been making strides. Um, and look, let's be honest. It's actually better for us to have lost this game. There's mm. no question. Uh, any any wins that would have put us outside of the bottom six potentially hurt us long-term because we get a worse draft pick, we get a tougher draw, et cetera, et cetera. So Maybe they were the game... tanking. Maybe they know that. Maybe they tanked. No, nah, definitely not. Ben Rutten's under too much pressure. Um, that Look, and these Do you really think these these second half of the season wins take the pressure off Ben Rutten? Uh, I think so. I think really? internally. Yeah, I think internally. I don't think from, from my point of view, and I don't think from the media's point of view, especially being led by... Um, Matthew Lloyd and Damian Barrett, they're very big on that. These are fake wins, mm. um, which I I agree with to some regard that, you know, the season's done and so you can play with a bit more freedom. But mm. the teams that we've beaten have still been good teams when we've beaten them. Yeah. Um, and we were a kicker off beating Collingwood and, and really we should have, except for some really poor defending late in that game. Yeah. Um, but it's... It's good to have this loss to remind everyone how bad the start of the season was and to not get blinded by this late season form mm. and this turnaround and say, yeah, no, we're actually on the right track. Not when you can put in performances like this. There's mm. That's been our problem for so many years is consistency. And I get that we're a young team and they're going to have a down day. So 
I feel like we've been hearing that they're, they're a young team for the last 20 years. Yeah, but they actually are really young now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm... I think next... The early part of next season is super, super important. This... Ben Rutten came in five years ago to fix our team defense mm. and it hasn't changed and it hasn't gotten better. And we were back to that slow, stagnant, kick down the line, ball movement that really hurt us early in the year. Um, and that's not acceptable. That that needed to change and it needs to continue to change. And if if this is going to be our default when when things get tough. The Giants are not a good team at the moment. They're a really, really poor team. And they, we were outworked and outcoached by the Giants. Um, well, yeah, and, a team that sacked their coach mid-season with a caretaker coach that really has no experience um, mm. absolutely smashed us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Smashed us in every category, um, if we want to get down to that. Uh, they smashed us in total disposals, in kicks, um, in inside 50s, uh, in hitouts, clearances, and contested possessions, uncontested possessions. Uh, let's have a look at tackles. Uh, only six more tackles, but they had 16 tackles inside 50 to our one. That we is had one inside 50. Wow. One inside 50 tackle. That is absolutely not acceptable. It's back to teams just going coast to coast on us and not being able to keep the ball inside 50. It's just not good enough. There was a definite lack of pressure. I did definitely yeah. notice that, for it, sure. They looked like they were already on holidays. It was bruise-free. It was poor. It was a really, yeah. really poor performance overall. Um, and I'm glad we had that performance because um, anyone who was getting caught up with Essendon's turn the corner, they haven't. Mm. There is so There's still much a lot work of work to do. do. Yeah, so much work to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been a long season, and frankly, I can't wait till it's done. Yeah, yeah, I actually felt that on Saturday. I was like, well, come on, guys. There's like three games left. Give us something. And it was just another just mediocre, boring. Like I said, I was barely paying attention because, mm. yeah, there was nothing to really get excited about. Yeah, I wasn't. It, it's weird because even when you're playing poorly normally, I've tended to get excited for the games. Um, but <clears throat> on Saturday, I was like, oh, it's five to two, or five past two. I better put the game on if I'm going to watch it. Um, mm. So it's. Yeah, the the club has some work to do to get the fan base excited again. Um, I mean, it's been 20 years of mediocrity, but more so, they've been selling the same message for about four or five years now, and we haven't seen any consistent change. And I don't think any of us are going to fall for the same hype that they roll out over preseason again. Um, so yeah. they've they've got they've got to show something to really get us engaged early in the year. Otherwise, the club, they'll have to make a move on Rutten. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, yeah, he's got to have some, um, like some early season wins. Mm. Otherwise, there's going to be so much talk about Rutten. And if they don't, he'll be done by the middle of the season. 
Well, he may not be. The club may back him in, but that's what they did with um with Worsfold a couple of years ago, and it, it didn't end up being the right decision. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the the thing that we have to consider is, um, what can build some hype is is a big off season. So if they sign a couple of big free agents, they they get a couple of big trades done, and they really get the list into really good shape. Um, you know, some early draft picks, that sort of thing. Uh, <coughs> sorry, that can get the season, the the excitement going again. But I feel like we're on this roller coaster, right? Like that happens every season. We're like, oh, we signed this person. Oh, let's get excited, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then um, it's the same thing. Like it's no, literally the same thing. I think our list management strategy the last couple of years, since Danaher and that left, has been really good. Mm. I think they've built a really good core. I'm interested to see the decisions that they make in the off season, they've said to everyone that we're, they're going hard for talent. They've got a lot of room in the salary cap to spend. Mm. Um, I'm I'm interested to see who they're targeting and and why and who is not going to get a contract and why and and who they're going to move on, who they're going to draft. It's 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 going to be a really fascinating off season to see mm. what their intent is and how ruthless they're willing to be for success. Mm. Are all my favourites signed? I don't know. I don't know who your favourites are. Well, obviously, Redmond has a contract. Mm. Um, do you reckon Ham goes? Um, look, Cut- I think there's a... Ham and Cutler? I think Cutler probably will go. I mean, it's not really for us to speculate, right? Mm. Um, it's... Or maybe it is for... Maybe this... It actually is... This is all this podcast is. is just us Yeah, right? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um... So who seems likely to go? <coughs> I think probably Cutler would be on the outer just because he's he's not young and promising and he's not playing in the team and he's not injured. Mm. Uh, Francis, the the language around Francis has been concerning, so I think probably he goes even though he's the language own. from who? Oh, just in the VFL reports and stuff. They they're just talking about a poor, well, not a poor attitude, just a bit laconic and that sort of thing. So I think... I think he uh, retires. I don't even think he gets delisted. Like, I think he's done. He's just never really, I mean, not really through his own fault, but like through his own, through struggles, I guess. Mm. Um, he's just never really had a good run at his career. Yeah, he's he's a favourite of mine. He's I, got so much potential, but... I would I would love him to have a breakout year, but how, how he's long... He's too late for a, for a breakout, breakout year. He's been on the list too long. I think probably uh, Josh Eyre is probably in trouble. I don't um, even know who Josh Eyre is. Cody or- Brand. They're, these are guys we drafted two years ago. Right. They're coming to the end of their first contract and they haven't looked close to getting Yeah. Um, <laughs> Garrett Madonna, who we drafted last year, hasn't looked close. He's probably going to struggle. Waterman, I reckon... Um, oh yeah, Waterman sorry, hasn't been in the team for a while. Mm. Yeah, there's just a, there is a few on the fringes that they could look to move on. I like I really like Waterman. I want him to stay. Um, he he kind of he what got delisted from West Coast as well. Like he I wonder what it is about him that just he's like an he, almost player. Oh, when he plays, he does a role and he plays well. I I'm just not sure why he's not in the team at the moment. Who do you think's um, taking his spot? Well, he's a medium forward. So they they're running with three tools at the moment. So Stuart is is taking his spot, I guess. I actually um, wouldn't be surprised if Stuart was trade bait. Yeah, it could be. He's 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 definitely a 
an AFL player, his AFL mm. quality. So, and he can play at both ends of the ground. He could so, be like a, um, like Melksham and um, Mitch Brown at Melbourne, you know? Mm, mm. Oh, look, I like Stuart. I, I'd like to have him on the list, but he's, he's someone of value that we might be able to get something for. Yeah. Like um, he's got value, but he's not quite a hundred percent in the team every week. But I think there's a lot of teams. I think he could be in the team every week, and I think there's a lot of AFL clubs that would definitely have him in the team. Yeah, that's week. what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, I think yeah. he has has good value as trade bait. Mm. Like I think if we weren't trying to develop, say Harry Jones, mm. I think he would Stuart's be playing in the twos, and Stuart yeah. would be playing every week. Yeah. Um. You know, and he, I, I think he, I think Melbourne could take him as a key forward. I think he's yeah. better than than the majority of their key forwards. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think overall the, we've gotten a little off topic, but yeah, the, the Giants game was, it was just incredibly disappointing. It was just the same lack of intensity, lack of contest, mm-hmm. lack of movement around the ball, slow, stagnant ball movement. It, it wasn't as bad as say the Geelong game, um, but it was pretty poor. It was a pretty poor game, yeah. And I definitely. mean, we can't say it wasn't coming because the week before against North Melbourne, we were just as bad. It's just yeah. that North Melbourne are we're a worse. terrible football yeah. club. And so we were able to get away with a sneaky win. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But, but yeah, I don't know if there's much more to say about the performance. Is it? Is there anyone else we want to highlight? I mean, Darcy Parrish came back and got 28 disposals, but... He didn't do me, anything with them again. Didn't look like he impacted the game, unfortunately. No. Not like he was last year. No, um, he's just not having impact. Like, he's gathering a lot of disposals, but no impact. Um, mm. Andrew McGrath, as Matthew would call him, Butcher McGrath, I think. Yeah, he had a poor he had game, a few, didn't he? He had a few shockers. Yeah, he had a poor game. But again, first week back from injury. He didn't have injury. He had COVID. Oh, yeah. First week back from COVID. Yeah, it was pretty poor. Really poor. Um Harry Jones had a really poor game, but I reckon that's one you just you just he's a what third year player. Yeah, just I think he's fourth year player this year. Anyway, not important. Yeah. Um, just move on. You know, yeah. he had a bad he, game. He's allowed he, to have a bad game because he's still young and developing. Like a McGrath, like this season, I reckon has had more bad games than good games. Yeah, I mean, he he found some form in the last few weeks and then missed with COVID and has been a bit off. But yeah, since he's been back and going down back, I, I've liked his performances. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it wasn't a great game from him. It wasn't a great game from Stringer. It wasn't a great game from Peter Wright. Um, Peter Wright, I, this, the second half of Peter Wright's season, I think he's been pretty... Well, I can't really say that. Is that he, did he get his 50 goals or not yet? No, he needs one more. I mean, he had a really great start and he's kind of just fallen away. Look, I thought our key defenders played well. I thought Laverde was pretty good. I thought um, I thought Ridley was good. Zerk Thatcher was good. Um, James Stewart had a really poor mistake on the goal line. But um, the Toby Green never stood still and he ran over the mark straight away. So I thought that was poor umpiring in that situation. But anyway, he, he mm. still gave away a good goal, uh, um, cheap goal. But anyway, it's, I think everyone was, generally the whole team was pretty down. It was just a poor yeah, performance. Overall. It was. They just and, never looked in it. They never looked nah. 
They never yeah. look committed. They never really look work that hard. Mm. Um, so, as far as I'm concerned, move There's on. Nothing left for me to say. A wasted Saturday afternoon, as far as I'm concerned. Yep, agree. Mm. So why don't we take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, we can have a quick chat about the Port Adelaide game. So Sunday, 4.40pm, Marvel Stadium. The absolute worst time slot to go to. However, another quality theme song, going to say. Look, if you you feel that way, great. Um, How is it that Essendon finishes the season with two home games back-to-back when... As fans, we absolutely could not, not think of go. anything worse than going yeah. to watch this Rebel. Um, I know. And, I know. And 4.40 on a Sunday too. You get home at 8 o'clock. It's actually it's... the worst. Like I start work at 7 o'clock on a Monday. Like yeah. getting home at 8, by the time you eat dinner, like it's actually a real hassle. It's a weekend killer. It absolutely is. Yeah, it's yeah. a weekend killer. You do get to spend your Sunday doing stuff, but yeah. And we live close to the, the ground. Imagine you lived, you know, in Whoop Whoop. Imagine you're a fan coming from the Outer East or, you know, wherever. Remember it's... when you used to live in Whoop Whoop? Oh, man. It was – it's painful. It's painful. I actually quite like a 110 game on a Sunday. You get up, you do your run, you have your brekkie, you go to the footy, you're back nice and early, get ready for the week. Yep. I don't mind that at all. But, yeah, 440, it's a killer. Just, well, I, don't, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't understand yeah. why the AFL thought that that was a good time slot. It's good for TV. But they don't even show that game on the TV. No, nah, it's on it's on Fox or KO. Well, that's what exactly. it's for. It's for Fox audiences late in the. I I enjoy watching that game on TV. Yeah, that... same actually. <coughs> Dinner at <coughs> halftime. Yeah, that's one of my favourite um Home. time slots to watch on TV. Yeah. But the absolute worst time slot to go to. Yeah, agree, agree. Um. So, did Port Adelaide even win last week? Let's have a look. Uh, no, they lost to Richmond at home. Ah, uh, interesting. Mm, interesting. They lost to Richmond in, in Adelaide. Oh, and it was by about 40 points. Yeah, they got smashed. Mm, I don't know what to make of, of Port Adelaide this year. They're pretty shit. We owe I reckon we one. come back and win, for sure. I don't... Oh, depends. Depends how the team turns up. If, if they perform like they did against GWS, we'll get pantsed. Like, you look at their names on paper, and they're actually better than us across all Charlie Dixon. facets yeah. of the ground. Did we play them not that long ago? Uh, around the bye, we played them. Right. I reckon, yeah, Charlie Dixon's going to have a blinder. No, nah, I think Zerk will take him. You reckon? Yeah, I think Zerk will take him. I'll, I'll be interested to see who we get back, um, given I think Caldwell might be back, which will be very handy for us. Yeah. Um, Although, Sheil, would you would you bring him back? Yeah, Caldwell, I would. Sheila, I wouldn't. Right. Why? Why choose one, not the other? Because Caldwell needs games. Sheila doesn't need games. Mm. Just, just leave Sheila. Let him recover. Our season's done. Let him have a couple of weeks off. Um, he's a little bit older than Caldwell. Caldwell, we want to get games into him. We want to 
see some development. I'd bring him back in. He's really working well with his sort of semi-tagging role. Bring him in. Um, get him to play on some really good midfielders in in Boke and um, Rosie and whoever else put, put Adelaide have playing for them. Think it's worth the risk of him being underdone and re-injury or? Oh, only bring him back if he's 100% fit. Definitely don't bring him back if there's any doubt at all. Mm. Um, but bring him in. I'd be bringing Hurley in, and I'd give Hurley two games. Um, <gasps> Hurley. Yeah, I don't. Hurley, even... I'm going to be yeah. shattered. If he retires. Oh, I'm going to be devastated. Like I won't stop crying for a week. Mm. So, as far as I'm concerned. Caldwell comes in, Hurley comes in, and I don't really care who goes out. What's Hurley been up to in the VFL? Oh, I think he's just been playing. He's just been getting some fitness. Yeah. Um, Michael Hurley. Gosh, that supplements saga just destroyed some amazing a lot of careers. careers. A lot of careers. Yeah. Um, do we bring in... Do we bring in... Andrew Phillips for Stewart. I don't know. What 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 would you gain by doing that? Uh a little bit more ruck coverage. Um a little less forward presence. I think we probably stay with Stewart because we can throw him back onto Dixon if we need to. Mm. If Zerk is getting overrun. Mm. I like Zerk. I have Me faith too. that he's not going to get overrun. Mm. So look, I'm I'm happy to continue with the same forward setup. It worked against North Melbourne, uh, and on Marvel Stadium, it might be better again. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, um, I would only be bringing in Caldwell this week. Uh, there's no and need to make it. So no Shield. Other. Shield's not ready. Shield, put him on ice. See you next year, mate. Mm. You've done enough. Right. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, where do we win this game? Um, I think if, if our midfield can get back to where it was a couple of weeks ago, I feel like that's where we win it. And I think that we need to be strong in defence. Mm, I think forward pressure. We need to make sure that we're not just bombing the ball into Aaliyah earlier. And I think if we put enough pressure on their defence in terms of forward pressure, they are actually creating enough turnovers this year for us to score a big score. Mm. And I, I have some uh, faith that, yeah, our forwards are... Like, I have more faith in our forwards than I did a little while ago. Mm, mm. Especially with Guelphie's form. Yeah. Um, What's the chances of Peter Wright not kicking a goal and making us wait till round 23 for his 50th? Hi. Yeah, could be, could be. But yeah, yeah. that's um, that's really all I've got to say on the Port Adelaide game. Um, mm. I'm not overly looking forward to it. Um, I think I I reckon they're going to come back. Like I think it's going to be a good game. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, hope so. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. They're going to come back. They're going to bring some excitement. They're going to bring some heat for the last two rounds. Mm. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I look, I prefer... I think we've got a good chance. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be... I think Port Adelaide have been as crap as we have been this year. Mm. So, we'll wait and see. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, Laura, where can... Uh, well, give us a margin, actually, before we... Uh, before we start to wrap up? 20 points. Essendon by 20 points. 
Mm, I'm going to go Essendon by seven. By seven. Mm. Mm. I think I just yeah. want a good game, good contest. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, by the way, mm. there's one other person I'd bring in, and that's Massimo. Oh, of course. Who goes out for Massimo? I don't care who goes out. McGrath. It doesn't matter to me. I reckon put Someone Mac- will get injured at training anyway. Yeah. I reckon Mag- McGrath out for Massimo. Yeah. I want Massimo in. I want do, the... you, do you reckon his parents listen to the pod? I don't reckon anybody listens to our pod, mate. Yeah, fair. I listen. Maybe if they listen like Kinnersley, they can give us a like on um, on one of our Instagram posts or something. Yes. Direct message us on Insta. Yeah, yeah. So where else can people find us? Um, Instagram, Facebook. Do we have a Twitter? No. Instagram at the Donfather Pod, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, as Matthew would say. Um, yeah, get around it. Get around it. Um, well, thanks for joining me, Laura. Anytime. Uh, and until next time. Go Bombers. Go Dons. Yeah.